Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Start of the second period, Dallas leading Calgary 2-1. Late in the first, no score between the Coyotes and the Avalanche. Late in the second period, Nashville up 3-2 on Vancouver. Philip Forsberg has scored twice, now has 24 on the season. Early in the third, Islanders leading the Senators 3-1. Late in the third, now 3-3, Penguins and Capitals. Shots are 45-22 in favor of Pittsburgh. Oilers and Capitals tomorrow right here on 6.30. Jed, 3.30 for the face-off show. The game starts at 5. Last minute of the game, going to be another loss here for the Jets as the Flyers lead that one 3-1. Last minute of the third period, in Manhattan, Rangers up 5-2 now on the Panthers. Leafs crushing the Devils 7-1. Sharks and Lightning 2-2. Overtime looming with two minutes left in the third and about three and a half minutes left in Boston. The Bruins lead the tentacle team 3-2. The Edmonton Oil Kings home game tomorrow. 7 o'clock at Rogers Place. They will take on Medicine Hat. The Oil Kings absolutely cruising to victory in their last two games. And I am pleased to welcome to Inside Sports for the first time, Oil Kings forward. Justin, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Reed? I'm doing very well. It is great to have you on the show. Obviously, you are a relatively new member of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Take us back a few weeks to the trade that brought you over from the Vancouver Giants. Like, were you expecting something to happen or, or tell us about that experience? Uh, yeah, uh, back in Vancouver after we lost uh, two games on the weekend, um, I kind of had an idea that, uh, you know, there may be some trade going on. And uh, obviously I got the uh, notification from uh, a couple guys on the team. My agent had called me prior and told me uh, kind of right before the team told me. So, uh, yeah, it all happened pretty fast, and uh, I was in Edmonton the next day for, for a game against Prince Albert. Well, yeah, big change for for sure. If you're in kind of a, a life change as well, you're, you're from Surrey. I don't know if you were living with your parents while you were playing or living at home while you were playing with the Giants, but obviously, um, you know, pretty close to home there playing for Vancouver. What has that side of it been like? Uh, no, it's been good. Um, I built it when I was 16 and 17. Uh, and then moved back home uh, the season when I was playing for Vancouver. Obviously, my 18-year-old season, we were uh, in a bubble, uh, living out of a hotel for uh, a few months there. But, yeah, I know this was my first year kind of living at home, and uh, it was it was pretty good, but I'm um, really happy with where I'm at right now. I have a sweet billet family, and I'm living with Jake Neighbors, so it's been a big bonus there. Okay, well, good. J- uh, Jake, a frequent contributor to... Uh... <laughs> inside sports himself so i'm glad you're yeah. you're able to able to hop on tonight uh and what's it been like joining a team the oil kings 
having a great season and with, let's face it, pretty high expectations as well? Oh, no, it's definitely exciting. Um, obviously, if you look at our, our team, um, I think we can you know, go very, very far. And uh, that's the goal. Um, you know, that's the reason why I was brought in was uh, to give me an opportunity to kind of pursue a championship. And um, no, I'm really happy to, to do it with these uh, great group of guys in Edmonton. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I, I got a flashback to the last three games. You guys had a rough one a week ago tonight, an 8-1 loss to Moose Jaw. Uh, and then you won 7 nothing on Saturday and 6 nothing on Sunday, Swift Current and Lethbridge, respectively. Uh, the three lopsided games in a row. Uh, have you t- t- well, first of all, what happened against Moose Jaw? You guys don't lose a lot of games, and especially that badly. What, what happened in that one, Justin? I would say we got into to penalty trouble. Um, we weren't disciplined that game in Moose Jaw. They've got uh, some very, very, very talented young players. So uh, they, they have one of the best power plays in the league. And when you give them that many opportunities, it uh, usually doesn't go over very well. And, um, no, we, we weren't playing uh, well together as a team. Uh, not one guy was kind of going, and we discussed that. Um, I guess uh, prior to me showing up, guys felt that things were slipping a little bit uh, on and off the ice so we kind of just uh, regrouped and refocused and obviously it showed in our past two games that uh, you know, we're, we're here to make a big playoff push. So w- winning those two games by a combined 13 nothing is that anger or just more attention to detail? Uh, I would say a bit of both. Obviously, when you lose that badly, um, you know, guys are angry and they're they're hungry to get back into another game. And uh, I think everyone was really focused for, for these uh, few games that we had on the weekend. Um, you know, we uh, were kind of playing guilty because we knew, uh, you know, we put up a stinker. And, um, yeah, I think so, a bit of both anger and uh, definitely attention to detail as well. Okay, Justin Serta from the Edmonton Oil Kings joining us tonight on Inside Sports Home Game tomorrow against Medicine Hat, oilkings.ca for the full schedule and ticket info. You were on the Canadian World Junior team, and unfortunately the tournament didn't get finished. Um, Before we talk about that, your experience finding out that you were on the team. Tell us about the moment. Uh, Yeah, I guess it was a a bit weird because um, they had those two I guess pre-tournament games or trial games, um, and I was fully expecting to uh, uh, play in those. I wasn't sure how things were going to work out because they brought in uh, 30 players, so it's only enough to make one team. And I was uh, part of, I guess, the group of guys who were scratches for both of those games. And you know, I kind of figured if they're, you know, if I'm not going to be playing in the games, then I, you know, I'm assuming I made the team, and uh, so did everyone else that uh, wasn't playing in those games. So. I kind of had an idea there, and then obviously I was told officially when we got back to the hotel that night after the second game, and you know, it was one of the best uh, moments of my life, um, you know, just having it uh, officially, uh, you know, being named to the team. That's uh, something I dreamed of as a, uh, as a kid, and I watched the World Juniors every Christmas, and, uh, no, I was super excited to partake in that. And, I mean, I, I'll have to ask you about, I suppose, the feeling at the other end of the spectrum, getting word that the tournament was not going to continue. Yeah, no, I was I was pretty difficult. Um, we were in our banquet room there at the at the JW Marriott, and um, yeah, no, it was it was pretty tough, tough pill to swallow when you kind of just hear that news yourself, and then you look around and you see uh, you know other guys who are my age as well, 
um, but you know they're 19 years old, so it's kind of the last year to partake in the tournament and um, to have that opportunity taken away um, was uh, was definitely tough. Uh, guys were really upset. Um, it's not the only thing that's been taken away from them uh, through this COVID period. Um, they've had a lot of other stuff canceled, so it's just uh, yeah, no, it's definitely a difficult time. But um, yeah, no, I, I just tried to move on from it as fast as I could. Yeah, you were drafted 87th overall, third round by the Panthers in 2020. A draft that was held in October virtually. Uh, what was your draft story? Obviously, you, you couldn't attend it. Uh, yeah, no, I was at home with friends and family, and um, I uh, I was kind of just watching the TV and uh, saw my name pop up. You know, Florida Panthers, I guess, uh, 87th pick. Um, and uh, no, it was. Uh, it was really exciting. Um, obviously, you, when, when you're drafted, unless you're kind of going in the uh, you know top three spots, uh, you're not sure where you're gonna go. And um, no, to see Florida and to end up getting down there and meeting everyone, talking to the the staff, it's it's an amazing organization. Um, you know, just to see what they're doing right now in the league is is something that I definitely want to be a part of someday. And uh, no, I just can't wait for the future. So I, I know you're very focused here on what's going on with the Oil Kings, but where do you feel you need to go? What sort of parts of your game do you want to refine? What stands between you and being in the NHL? Uh, I think just, uh, you know, it's the little things. Um, just kind of acting like a pro. you got to work out day in and day out um, during the season, in the off season. Uh, you got to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, and obviously you got to put on as much weight and uh, muscle as you can um, because, you know, the bigger you are in the NHL, uh, the easier it is or it does help. Um, obviously there's some smaller players in the league that are, you know, super talented and um, they play different styles of, uh, of the game, but I kind of like to play a 200-foot game and a little more physicality, so uh, I definitely feel like I need to get bigger and stronger before I make that next jump. Okay, well, good for you. Now, uh, along those lines, I, I don't think anybody can doubt uh, your athleticism because you have excelled at other sports here. Um, do you have a tale about, uh, I understand you, I don't know if you still do this, but you, you, you have a pretty good history as a sprinter or what were you, what were you good at here? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, when I was younger, I, I did run track a little bit. Um, I only... Uh, entered into one i guess uh, track meet um with my club there and ended up coming second um and that i believe was in the 200 meter uh and yeah no it was a pretty proud moment of my life um well, I, I, there, I have a feeling you're being a little modest though like that's pretty good provincial too <laughs> how, how old were you i think i was 14 okay. i want to say 14 years old yeah did that ever entice you doing trying to pursue that, or was hockey always number one? Hockey was always number one, um, for sure. Track was more of a, um, just kind of mechanics of running and sprinting um, to help translate, I guess, into my on ice and just my agility um, and my acceleration and just to help with my, my overall strength and speed on the ice. Um, and I think it did that. I did notice a difference, and I was really happy to to be able to have done that. But um, no, hockey was always number one, though. I was never planning on pursuing a, a career in track and field. Okay. Well, see, Justin, for uh, for normal human beings like me, 
that sounds pretty cool. It's like, yeah, I just got into sprinting to help my hockey. And oh, by the way, I won a provincial silver medal. I assume you have like 10 holes in one in golf and all this other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I was a good golfer, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you what, this is great to get to know you a little bit here on the show. Uh, thanks so much for making time for us. Good luck tomorrow and the rest of the season. And I hope we can talk again soon. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Reed. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well-spoken young man, Justin Sorta from your Edmonton Oil Kings. He was the captain of the Vancouver Giants, had 32 points in 24 games, got traded to the Oil Kings, now has four assists in four games with the Oil Kings, who are back at it tomorrow. Obviously an exciting team to watch, having a great season. 7 o'clock tomorrow at Rogers Place, home against Medicine Hat. A couple road games on the weekend, and then they're home next Tuesday against Regina. Again, if, uh, if you want to check out an Oil Kings game, some of you probably have. Uh, if you want to get on board, now's a great time to do it. Uh, they got all the info about the tickets and ticket specials and all that kind of stuff on their website. So uh, give them a look because you're going to have a chance to see them in the playoffs as well. So why not get to know them here while the regular season is still going on? Uh, speaking of prospects, we're going to talk a little bit about an Oilers prospect, Dylan Holloway, when we get back. And oh my goodness, it's going to be time to name the animal. More Leopard. I like that. Uh, Capitals and Penguins now in overtime, tied 3-3. Daniel Sprong with the tying goal for the Capitals late in the second period. The third period was scoreless. Oilers and Capitals tomorrow here on 6.30, Chad. I can also tell you that the Flames continue to trail Dallas 2-1 with about 11 minutes left in period two. Evander Kane has joined the Oilers, played two games. Could they be getting another injection into their top nine? Dylan Holloway, the Oilers' first-round pick from 2020, has now played five American Hockey League games with the Bakersfield Condors. Here's the coach of that team, Jay Woodcroft. I, I think Dylan Holloway is going to be a heck of a player. I, I think um, initially, you know, there was, uh, you know, the, the build-up of having missed some hockey over the last 10 months um, and all the work that he put in in his recovery. Um, that first game that he played, it was like he was shot out of a cannon and, uh and he played very well and, and made a lot of plays all over the ice. I think now um, now he's getting into the rhythm of our season and it's becoming real uh, where it's just now you have to keep getting better each and every day. And, and you know, what I see with Dylan is a player who has a um, NHL body frame, NHL skating ability, um, and he's somebody who has great instincts about him. In all three zones. For me, I think uh, as he works his way through the American Hockey League here, he's learning how good um, you have to be on a day day by day basis, and, and how you have to bring it each each shift, each each day, each practice, each game. And uh, he's in a great spot to continue to work at his game. He's growing that game, and uh, there's lots to be excited about for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know a lot of people ask, when is he going to be on the team? I, I would think he at least gets uh, a handful of more games with the Bakersfield Condors um, and see how he does and uh, see how the Oilers do or don't do without Holloway in the lineup. I mean, it was interesting last night that both Fogel and Cassian got uh, pulled out of the top nine. 
Now with with Cassian, we've obviously seen some mis- inconsistent play in the past. Uh, Fogel, you you would hope would be up there, but McLeod moved up and Derek Ryan moved up for Cassian and actually made a nice play on the goal. But Hill- Holloway's a guy to to keep an eye on perfect perfect world maybe you wouldn't need them this year but the Oilers might as uh, like I said earlier that if when you go by points percentage they are just out of a playoff spot at the halfway point of their season okay well we do this every so often here on inside sports it's really the only thing that keeps me coming into work is the hope that just one day just one day uh, we're gonna do name the animal so here's how this works if you're new to name the animal uh this started when uh, the uh team known as the elks didn't have a name but we knew that elks was a possibility and kellen played the sound of an elk and i had no idea an elk sounded that sounded like that so we start doing this now where kellen goes to the 630 ched animal sanctuary located uh just to the north of the 630 ched broadcasting compound and depending on the size and demeanor of the animal he either brings the animal back to the uh, control room or he records the sound of the animal and then plays it for me and then i have to guess i I have to name the animal based on its sound now for you listening at home in your vehicles sitting on the toilet wherever you can help me you can text me tweet me email me yell really loud Uh, But it's not a contest. You can't win. It's purely for entertainment and, more importantly, educational purposes. Because this show is a substitute for school if your son or daughter didn't go to school today. This counts as having attended school. All right, Kellen, I am now ready to attempt to name the animal. Well, fun, too. You forgot fun. That's a whole important... I said element. entertaining and educational. Yeah, but... Entertainment is fun. Yeah, there were, well, most of the time, entertainment is fun. Sometimes well, entertainment can, can be, be a little, uh, you know. But, all right, here we go. Ready to name the animal in three, two, and one. It's a bull. No. It's a tiger. That's it. You got it. Yes, I got Second it. Second guess. Yes. Happy Lunar New Year. <laughs> oh, I was if that's appropriate. It is the year of the tiger. It is. Uh, as of today. And I was born in a year of the tiger in 1974. How appropriate. It's a good thing you got it there because this is what happens later in the tape. <laughs> well, yeah, that. Yeah, that. That's uh, about a minute in. <laughs> should've, should've, does he attack somebody? Is it like. Yes, that is, uh, uh, he jumps, he's in a cage and he jumps at the cage and the dude holding the uh, camera uh, decides to exit the uh, stage left as uh, a famous cartoon character once said. So, See, I, I would think that these animals would be quite upset to be photographed and videotaped all day. I would find that annoying if it was happening to me. There was a social media ban and the tiger didn't like it, so there we go. Yes, that's right. The tiger asked to be off social media during those hours and he didn't like it. Well, that is, I believe, uh, one of my top three performances for Name the Animal. I got Walrus on the first guest, first guess. Uh, I believe there was another animal I got pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. This is the second Uh, quickest. So you got it on the second try. So this is a historic day to start the year of the tiger. I get tiger and I I myself was born in the uh, year of the tiger. I believe. And then there's different tigers depending on what year. I think I'm a a wood tiger Mm. or something like that. So I'll have to look up what my Quick trivia for Reed Wilkins. Oh, do uh, it. Quiz for Loki. What uh, junior B team out in the Lakeland is named the Tigers? Over a million. That's easy. There you go. 
Vermilion Tigers, uh, yeah, I used to cover them all the time. They were fun to talk to. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, quickly here, just some of the scores. Halfway through the second period, Dallas leading Calgary 2-1. Early in the third, the Canucks trail the Predators 4-2. Senators down 4-1 to the Islanders late in the third. The Capitals have won in overtime. Orloff gets the winner at 4:17 of OT. So Capitals-Oilers tomorrow on 6.30. Ched, face-off show at 3.30, game at 5. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. Maple Leafs finish off the Devils a 7-1 crushing in that game dave campbell is the producer of the show kellen kennedy your studio producer my name's reed thanks for listening 6 30 chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at 6 on 6 30 chad